the content of the are receiving right now is very important, whether you're listening to it live or with the playback session. Extremely important. I have had something deep inside of me. It's been stirring all day, and this is the phrase. There's a miracle with your name on it. God has a miracle with your name on it. Now, if I heard that statement from anybody, I'd, I'd want to ask the question, well, how do miracles happen? How do miracles come about in our lives? And so I have to go back and look at the Bible, and the Bible is a book of the miraculous. The Bible is a book of the supernatural. And as I read the Bible, and I go into the New Testament, and I see Jesus, I look at Mark chapter 5. Now, just jot this information down. You can go back and read it later. But in Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, it talks to us about a woman, a specific woman. The Bible, that's, the Bible says that she had had an issue of blood for 12 years, suffered many things from many physicians, and she spent all the money that she had, but rather than growing better, she grew worse. Now, I'm telling you, that person who has now not only in sickness, and the worst thing about sickness or disease is that it does create debt, it does impact your finances, is that now she had spent her money and she was not only uh, financially hurting, but she still had not experienced anything at the hands of these physicians. Now, I'm going to give you three key words today. In the time that I'm speaking to you, and I'm not going to be on this call very long, because, see, it doesn't take God very long to bring a miracle into your life. It does not take God a long time to bring a miracle into your life, but I want to talk to you of how miracles do happen. And I want to talk to you about this lady in Mark chapter 5, and I want to talk about you. You see, the key to a miracle is a statement that I've always said, that there is a miracle in a made-up mind. I want you to write that down. There is a miracle in a made-up mind. There is something that happens when you make up your mind. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse number 8 that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I remember as a young minister, oh, this has been 30 years ago, I was a young minister and I was invited to come under a huge tent. Back in the days when some evangelists traveled, they didn't use auditoriums or you know, have arenas like they do today. They had big tents. And there was a minister by the name of R.W. Shambach. I was invited to attend his meeting as a young minister. I had, knew a relative of his from the college, the Christian college I was attending. And uh, she asked me to give her a ride. And she was quite pretty, so I thought, you know, there might be a miracle in here for me. And so <laughs> I gave her a ride to visit her uncle who was an evangelist. And I thought he was preaching in a church, and we pulled into the parking lot of the stadium there in the town that we were headed to, and the, one of the largest tents I'd ever seen, thousands and thousands and thousands 
of chairs in this tent. And when the service came that night, every chair was filled. And I watched, I watched miracles take place in front of my eyes. I watched this man of God lay hands upon people. After they had heard his message, they came forward in faith to, to, to be prayed for. I also watched some folks. I believe God positioned me to watch some folks who I literally saw walk up on crutches, throw down their crutches, walk off the ramp that the evangelist had built under their own power and their own strength. And I watched them look around as they started looking for those crutches. As they sat in the chair, they started grasping and pulling those crutches toward them. Now, God had healed them, but their double-mindedness lost their miracle. And they walked out of that tent just like they walked into it. I believe I'm talking to someone very specifically on this call today that you've got to break the curse of double-mindedness over your life. You say, well, Dr. Kreitz, you don't know what's going on in my world. Well, let's stop for a moment and define what is your world. See, your world was given up when you surrendered and bowed your knee and said, I'm going to follow the kingdom of God, not the kingdoms of this world, not the needs and social issues and the soulish realms of other people. I want you to know that every person has to have their own encounter with God. Every person has to have their own experience with God. You say, you sound a little harsh. No, I'm telling you, Jesus had a plan. He said, when you go and you present the gospel and you go into the town, if they open their door and they let you in, you go in and you bless that house. But if they don't, you shake the dust off your feet and keep moving. It's the reason that your miracle is not coming forth. And I'm going to give you three words today. Because you've got to make up your mind. You know, I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this call. My mom and my father desired to have a child, and for 10 years they did not have a child. In fact, my mother miscarried many, many children. In fact, the doctor told her, very much like this story in Mark chapter 5, the doctors told my mom that she would never have a child. But they were talking to the wrong person. They, They just did not know my mom. She made up her mind. And I found out later that she got down on her knees by her bed, and my little Methodist mother prayed this prayer, God, I want a child. In fact, God, I want a son. And if you will give me a son and let me raise that son, you can have him back when he's 18 years of age. You can have him back when he becomes a young adult, but I want a son. My mom prayed that prayer. She never moved out of faith. And what you know, and what do you know, here I am, I'm talking to you, (laughs) because I am the answer, I am the miracle that she prayed for. Now I'm going to give you three key words, I want you to write these down. First of all, I want you to write down the word momentum. When you make up your mind for a miracle, momentum begins to take place. There is movement. The Bible says in verse 27, this woman that had the issue of blood, the Bible says when she heard, when she heard that Jesus was coming, it created, it created movement in her life. 
She wasn't going to just sit down in a chair. She wasn't going to lie down in a bed. But she got up, and it created momentum. When you make up your mind for a miracle, it begins to create momentum in your life. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. I want to ask you a question. What are you hearing today? Well, I'm hearing that the government's messed up. I, I was with Christians just to, uh, for about a few moments. That's all that I could tolerate being around some folks here uh, yesterday. I, ha- I, had to, I had to excuse myself. And they said, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with this economy. I guess we're going to go back to swapping and trading in order to get along because of the economy and the money system. And I thought to myself, dear God. Dear God, you call yourself a Christian. You're, 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 you know, you're, you're hunkering down. You're trying to figure out a way. Don't you know you have a Jehovah Jireh? Don't you know that you can access God? Don't you know that even Jesus told his disciples when they didn't have the tax money to go out and catch a fish, and God did a miracle and put a coin in the mouth of a fish, enough to pay their taxes and Jesus' taxes. <laughs> oh, oh, someone's going to get this today. Movement momentum. Oh, you've got to act on the miracle. You've got to move toward it. Just stop complaining. Stop laying there. Stop complaining that the work or the job or the illness or the sickness or the problem isn't existing. When she heard, the Bible said she made movement toward Jesus, and then she got a faith picture. She got a faith picture in her mind. And I want you to write down the second word. The first word is momentum. The second word is the word mercy. (laughs) Oh, what a great word. Oh, what a great word. She had a picture in her mind that if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if the mercy of God, if I, can, if I can get connected to the mercy of God, if my faith can reach out and connect to him, I will see the mercy of God unfold to me. It wasn't culturally accepted for women to approach the teacher or the rabbi. And I want you to know, if you're waiting to be culturally accepted, you may never see your miracle. If you're waiting for everything and all the signs to line up and everything to work out, you need to understand that, that if you're waiting for all the doctrinal thinking that you have to work out, it's not a complex thing. I said there's two, giving you two words. One is momentum. You've got to get moving towards your miracle. Number two, you've got to believe in the mercy of God. Oh, God, have mercy on me. I cannot tell you the number of times. I cannot tell you the number of times I have called out to God. God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I, I need a miracle. I need your presence. I need your touch today. What I'm going through is so overwhelming. I need the presence of God in my life. Momentum, mercy, and the third word is manifestation. Manifestation. The Bible says when she touched the hem of his garment. Let me get the Bible. Let me let me read it right to you. Immediately, the blood dried up, and she was healed of her affliction. And Jesus, verse 30, knowing in himself that the power of God had come out, turned around and said, who touched me? He touched, who touched me, he said. He looked around, seeing who had done this thing. And when he saw her, the Bible says, in verse 34, he says, daughter, oh, I like that, daughter, your faith 
has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. It was settled. Who touched me? You see, the touch took place because there was momentum. The connection took place because there was mercy. And the manifestation came because of what Jesus said. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Has made you well. Can I say this to you today? If you're jotting down notes, whatever you can tolerate, you cannot change. Whatever you can tolerate, you cannot change. You see, your persistence will attract the attention of God. I want to say that again. Your persistence will attract the attention of God. What is it that you need today? What do you need to manifest in your life? Do you need a job? Do you need a, do you need a better job? Do you need a, a medical miracle? Do you need money? Are you facing a legal issue today? Are you facing something that's so insurmountable that you haven't even shared it with anybody else? What is the miracle that you need to manifest in your life? I'm going to pray in just a moment. We're going to pray over this call. God has really stirred me today to teach to you that he has a miracle with your name on it. A double-minded man. A double-minded woman will, will never see the manifestation of a miracle in their life. You, you've got to make up your mind. You've got to make up your mind. If you're struggling in, in financial, you just need to declare, I'm not going to be poor no more. And God is going to miraculously open up doors for me for finances like I have never seen before. If you're struggling in a job, maybe you hate your job. Maybe God's delivered you out of one and you're waiting for another. You need to believe God. You need to begin thanking God and making movement by faith, touching the mercy of God, seeing the manifestation of a new one. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know this. As sure as we have connected on this call, this is not accidental. It doesn't matter if there's two people on this call or if there's 200 people listening to me right now. I believe with everything in me, your persistence will attract the attention of God. Your persistence is going to attract the attention of God. Now, Father, you see every heart, you know every person, whether they're listening to this call live, they've come back and listening to it through our, uh, our archive files. However they've made connection to this voice today, I know that your hand is in this. So I declare miracles, miracles to manifest in their lives. I declare miracles to manifest in your life. I don't know what door has been closed to you, but right now I call that door open in Jesus' name. I don't know what has blocked your goal, but I declare an open window from heaven and father i thank you i thank you i thank you for it in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name amen and amen and amen i want to say two things before i i leave the phone call today 
I believe that the anointing of God is on this call. I also know that we've been receiving a lot of reports and getting a lot of people have been getting a lot of results, and we've been getting, paying a lot of attention to a word that I gave not long ago about sowing a $50 seed. The word 50 represents jubilee. Every 50 years in the Jewish culture, all of your debts are forgiven. You get a fresh start. Forgiveness manifests. 50 is the sign of jubilee. It's the jubilee seed. There are some folks now. Now, we're not, we're not talking about being able to buy a miracle. You cannot buy a miracle. You cannot buy a miracle. But the seed that you sow, this $50 seed today, is going toward our global outreach. Going toward our, I'm not receiving a penny of it. It's going toward our global outreach. And I'm asking everyone that's listening today, that to the very best of your ability, to go to the website. To go to the website, drpaulkreitz.com, D-R-P-A-U-L-C-R-I-T-E-S.com. And sow at least a $50 seed. If you can sow more, God bless you. But I need a, a number of you today to help us accomplish our goal. Because I need a manifested miracle to take place for us to do what God's called us to do. And he's going to do it. I'm giving you the opportunity to receive the blessing in that. Come and join me in this anointing. Because the anointing you sow in is the anointing you grow in. I've learned that from my mentors, the anointing I sow in. See, there's only two ways to grow in an anointing. You sow in it or you serve it. You sow into it or you serve it. I'm giving you an opportunity right now to sow into this anointing. $50 seed, go to my website, Dr. Paul Kreitz, D-R-P-A-U-L-C-R-I-T-E-S.com. And those of you that are sending your seeds, I thank you for those of you that, that mail offerings. I received offerings this week at our mailbox. I prayed over every one of them. Business folks are sending me their business cards. I'm putting it in, in my business card file. I'm praying over your business. I prayed with a businessman in the Bahamas about four months ago, three or four months ago. And um, I have been praying with him since about last year, but I reconnected with him uh, three months ago in my last trip, and I prayed specifically that he would be one of the ten millionaires that I believe God is going to raise up under our ministry right in, in this season. And um, he shared with me what doors and contracts were coming open. And uh, it looks like he's online, looks like he's being lined up for that manifestation to take place in his life. Listen, I've got to run. As I close my call today, remember that the last weekend of every month, God has asked me and instructed me to open my home, to open my home to mentor about a dozen people, 10 to 12 people. Some, uh, at times, I'm teaching on life coaching. Some, I'm teaching uh, in ministry leadership. Some, I'm teaching financial principles. You need to connect to one of these mentoring weekends that I'm doing here in my home in Nashville. Um, If you are interested in that, send me your information. Email me at drpaulkreitz at gmail.com, drpaulkreitz at gmail.com. Let me pray over that. Let me find out. Tell me a little bit about where you're at, 
and let me see what weekend that's coming up in the future I can plug you into. I, I, you're, it's going to uh, empower your life. You say, well, how much does it cost? I don't charge a dime. I don't charge a dime. In fact, it's on Friday, and I give you lunch, and we go through the evening, and then we all go out to dinner and have some fellowship, come back and have a great friendship and fellowship at my home. Then I teach you Saturday morning from 9 to noon, and you're done. Yeah, you you can get back to your church. You can get back to your family. You can get back to your business. Uh, I'm not here interested in keeping you here a long time because you're in my house. (laughs) Uh, No, freely I receive, freely I want to give. Freely I receive, freely I want to give. And um, if that's you, if God's connecting you to uh, one of these mentoring weekends, email me. I've got to go. Remember, remember, God has a miracle with your name on it. God has a miracle with your name on it. There's a miracle in a made-up mind. God bless you. Love you all. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.